Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Life here on Earth is governed by elemental forces. Air, earth, fire, water, and spirit or essence, or my favorite term for it, quintessence. These elements exist in various degrees in every material form in our realm of existence. Understanding the nature of these elements and how to work with them has been the basis of magic and healing for thousands of years. In Vitalist Herbalism, we pay close attention to the ways that these elemental forces are expressing themselves through the plants and through the people that we work with. Assessing the elemental forces in the human body is done partly by observing tissue states. Tissue states are broken down into three categories. Oh, the crows really want to have their say in this conversation. (laughs) The first category is moisture, which is related to the water element. And then there's temperature, which is related to the element of fire. And tone, which was related to the elements of air and earth. Within each category, we have the full spectrum of expression of that element from a deficient state to a state of excess. For example, if we look at the tissue states of the respiratory tract, starting with moisture, our respiratory tract tissues can be dry or wet or somewhere in between. If you've ever had a cough, which all of us have, you know the difference between the dry, hacking, tight, irritable cough, the kind with the tickle in the back of the throat, and the wet, phlegmy, congested, productive cough. The nature of the cough tells us about the tissue states of the respiratory tract. Next, we can look at the temperature element. If the respiratory tissues are hot, They tend to be irritable and inflamed with lots of coughing and sneezing and thick phlegm. The hot tissues cook down the moisture and create thick yellow or green sputum. When the respiratory tissues are cold, things tend to be more wet with a watery white sputum. There will be a thick white coating on the tongue. It'll be harder to move the sputum and the cough tends to be weak and unproductive. Next, we'll look at tone. 
we could have a respiratory tract that is expressing what we call wind tension, which is tight, constricted, and often expresses with wheezing or shortness of breath and a harsh, frequent cough. You might even see a person holding their shoulders high toward their ears or taking small sips of air. This is a tissue state often present in asthma. On the other end of the spectrum is laxity or a state of relaxation in the tissues. When the tissues of the respiratory tract are lax, there's a leaky quality to them. The eyes water, the nose runs, congestion fills the respiratory tract because the tissues are not holding the moisture. They're not containing it. They're lax. They're too relaxed. We can see how each of these tissue states is actually a combination of all the categories. Someone with a wet, unproductive, infrequent, weak cough bringing up watery white sputum is demonstrating a cold, wet, lax tissue state. We might call this damp stagnation. The key in herbalism is to see what energies are moving in the tissues and to offer herbs and lifestyle changes that can help the tissues come back into a state of balance in that individual person's body. It's important to understand how the elemental forces typically contribute to the health and vital expression of life in that person, the person who you're working with right now. There are many systems of determining what is called the fundamental constitution of that individual or how the elements are most imbalanced for that particular person. In the system of Ayurveda, the determination of the constitution is called the dosha. The elements express in each dosha constitution differently. In a person who expresses a lot of fire, this would be called having a prominent pitta dosha. Pitta folks are red in the face, they're gregarious, they're quick to anger but also quick to laugh. They often have heat patterns like heartburn, skin rashes, arthritis, and other inflammatory conditions. A person who expresses a lot of earth and water in their constitution is said to have a dominant kapha dosha, that's K-A-P-H-A. These folks are considered the hardiest constitution in Ayurveda. They're slow moving, deep thinking, quiet, and steadfast. They tend to have pale skin and carry a bit of extra weight. They can have damp stagnation patterns with tendencies to brain fog, fatigue, constipation, swelling, and just an overall sort of heaviness when they're out of balance. It's hard to get up and go. Those with a dominant air element are said to be vata dosha predominant. And vata people are typically tall and slender. They have very active minds. They move really quickly. They like to stay busy. These people express wind tension patterns when out of balance, which are things like insomnia, anxiety, dry skin, brittle hair, brittle, I'm sorry, brittle hair and nails. <laughs> um, so we all have a predominant constitution but we also have a secondary constitution, which often develops based on challenges we encountered in early life. So for instance, I am Pitta dominant, but in my early life, I wasn't always able to express my Pitta openly. So I developed a secondary Kapha dosha to keep me safe. Um, 
and keep me from getting into too much trouble with all the fire that I had. So as we get older, it's, it can get harder to go back to our root and find our um, dominant dosha at birth. So we can ask for help from people around us who were present in our young life to remember what we were like before life started acting on us. Um, what were our ch- early childhood illnesses? Um, what was our early childhood constitution like? That helps us get a better understanding of our native state of being before we started adapting more fully to the environment around us. So knowing our predominant constitution helps us understand the life force or the vital force and how it prefers to move in and through us, in and through this individual body. Understanding this helps us to understand why the tissue states are expressing themselves the way that they are. For instance, if you're a Kapha constitution, you're more likely to express a damp stagnation tissue state when you're out of balance. We wouldn't want to use herbs and lifestyle choices that add more moisture or cool things down too much in the body, or we're likely to tip the scale way too far and bring on more imbalance. When we're getting started learning about tissue states, I find it's really helpful to start looking at my own body and the body of my kids and my partner and my close friends. These are the places where we have the most information and it's sort of um, more available to us to know the deeper details. There's also a great quiz made by Banyan Botanicals. Um, It's a dosha quiz. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Working with our elemental correspondences and magic can also help us to attune to these elemental energies. In my own journey, I found it helpful to spend a moon cycle with each of the elements in deep communion with its energies. Here where I live in the Northern Hemisphere, we're moving into spring, which has a lot of air energy. We're in the season of Aquarius, which is an air sign. In this time of year, we tend to have a lot of dry skin and respiratory tract imbalances, which are all related to the element of air. So if you were to begin your exploration today of the elements, you might want to start with air. Spend some time on a breezy day. Today, it's uh, cool and breezy here where I live. So this would be a great day to be with air energy. You can pay attention to the way that this breezy, cool air energy affects you. Depending on your constitution and your current tissue states, you'll experience air in your own unique way. If you have a predominant vata constitution and your tissue states are already dry and tight, you might find that after spending time outside on a breezy day, you're unable to sleep that night. Your mind might be hyperactive. You might find yourself entertaining anxious thoughts when you're trying to rest. If you're a pitta person and your tissue states are predominantly warm and moist, you might feel enlivened, invigorated, and inspired by a cool, breezy day. Another way to work with the air element is by watching our thoughts. Our thoughts are an expression of air. What are we thinking about? Is our mind bright and cheerful or sullen and sluggish? Do we sleep easily and well, or is sleep fitful and hard to come by? Answering these questions gives us insight into the balance of air in our own minds. We can explore these elements in so many different ways. 
through our divinatory tools like the tarot, air expresses itself through the through mm-hmm. the suit of swords. There are beings who carry the element of air like Mercury or the sylphs or an angelic being who helps us deepen our relationship with our understanding of the air element. We can observe birds and insects, flowers and leaves and other beings of the air, observing the shape of feathers and leaves, watching incense smoke swirl and curl in the air. These are ways that we can apply contemplative observational skills to our relationship with air which invites in a more feminine and receptive way of building relationship with this element. Once we become more aware of the ways the elements express through our own bodies and minds, we begin to recognize these patterns in the plants that we work with. The plants express the elements in their own unique ways, just like we do in human bodies. A really easy example to see is cayenne. Cayenne clearly expresses hot and dry energy. When we bring this hot and dry cayenne into our bodies, the ecosystem of the body responds by increasing our circulation, releasing stagnation, opening the pores, quickening the mind. This can be great medicine for a kapha person who needs warming and stimulation, but it can be very imbalancing in a pitta or vata person who's already warm and dry. On the opposite end of the energetic spectrum, we have marshmallow root, which is moistening, cooling, and grounding. This would likely be too cool and too wet for the kapha person, but might be very balancing and soothing to the heat patterns of the pitta person. This concept is complex, and it's not a way that we're typically taught to think about our bodies and the plants and the world around us, but it is the language of the universe. These patterns of elemental balance express through everything we see and everything we touch. When we learn to speak this language, we gain access to a deeper gnosis, a way of knowing and seeing and participating in the world that has been the primary language of life here for as long as life has been here. It took me many years and several amazing mentors before these concepts became available to me in a way that I understood and could apply. I've linked some of the resources that were helpful to me in the show notes. We've talked a lot about the element of air in this episode. In the following few weeks, we'll dive more deeply into the other elements, how they show up in the tissue states, herbs that we can use that bring balancing qualities to each of those elements and each of those tissue states, as well as how they're reflected in our divinatory tools, in our astrology, in our stories. On my path, it has been extremely helpful to imagine these elemental forces as sentient forces that have intention, that are awake to themselves, that are cooperative with one another that are actively expressing in a way that contributes to the unfolding of life here on earth. Befriending these forces gives us the opportunity to co-create and co-partner in a really intentional way about the kind of life we're bringing forth on this planet. 
just as we're in the Aquarian season, which is about to wrap up in about a week and a half, we're also entering the Aquarian age. Some say we've already entered the Aquarian age, which is dominated again by the element of air. And there's a time of new ideas, a sort of regenerative renovating of the ideology and belief system of humanity. How does the the element of air and the energy of the Aquarian water bearer want to express itself through your life? How do you see it expressing itself in the landscape where you live? Who are your mentors of air that you can apprentice yourself to as you move through this season? In my tradition, air is represented by the direction of the east the rising sun, the hawk in flight, dawn, newness, new beginnings, springtime. So I apprentice myself to the direction of the east, to the spring breezes, to the soaring hawk. And it teaches me about air, this sentient being that is the east, that is the air. I would love to hear your stories of connecting with the elements and your questions about tissue states. I welcome them all on my Facebook page, The Plant Witch Podcast, or on my Instagram, The Rebel Herbalist. I would love to hear your questions and your thoughts. May the blessings of air bring you cool thoughts, new ideas, clarity, inspiration, and a fresh perspective. for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and time